Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on your hometown radio station right there in Madison, North Florida. If you're listening as you're driving down the interstate, keep your eyes on the road but keep your ears open. Hallelujah. As long as you can, uh, as long as you can get the signal. Amen. Please stay tuned today. And as we go back into the Word of God to study uh, a subject that we will never finish because we're studying the third person of the Godhead, who He is, and His purpose, and His work in the believer and in our world today, the mighty, wonderful person, the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Well, I pray that you're ready for a blessing today, because God's Word will bless you if you'll receive it into a good ground heart. It will bring forth fruit, according to the Scripture, 30, 60, and even 100-fold. Hallelujah. The more we understand, appreciate, and appropriate the Holy Spirit in our life, the more fruitful and and purposeful and powerful we can live for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm so glad for the sweet, mighty, wonderful Holy Spirit. I'm glad for His work uh, in bringing me to know Christ as my Savior. Uh, there's no one that can fill His office. There's no preacher that can preach good enough. There's no uh, uh, intercessor that can pray powerfully enough without the Holy Spirit moving and touching. We are limited to our ingenuity and our energy. But thank God we're not limited to our ingenuity and energy, for we have access to the power and presence of God through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, we welcome the Holy Spirit today to help us as we teach the Word of God as He comes as the Spirit of Truth, Christ's taught and said of him when the spirit of truth is come speaking of the Holy Spirit he will guide you into all truth there is so many ministries of the Holy Spirit I think we could we could almost uh, spend the the rest of the year just talking about his work in ministry we will move on to other subjects but we will always be coming back and touching on this great subject that we're studying right now the person of of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, would you please turn them to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. We're going to be talking today from the Scripture about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. We talk about many, many works of the Spirit of God. Uh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to talk about being filled with the Spirit. And we're going to read from Ephesians 5 and verse 18. There's three uh, three things I want to highlight in this teaching. Uh, purpose, power, and presence. Purpose, power, and presence. And I want to make a statement on the onset. Someone has said the world has yet to see what God can do with and for and through and in a man who is fully and wholly consecrated to Him. I believe that statement makes the prerequisite for being filled with the Spirit. It is being fully yielded to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what allows the Holy Spirit to take charge and take 
control and be in control of our life. Amen. I believe that's exactly what was occurring on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost came was these people consecrating themselves, these 120, not just sitting passively waiting for the promise of the Spirit, but personally yielding and their lives consecrating themselves totally and fully to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we're excited about this study. Just before we get into Ephesians 5, 18, on the being filled with the Holy Spirit, let me invite you to our website. We would love to have you come. Just type in TH. C-O-G, T-H-C-O-G, that will take you to the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida. You can type in the Holy Church of God, Tampa. You can type in Pastor Robert Venable, V as in Victor, E-N-A-B-L-E. V-E-N-A-B-L-E, and it will take you to the Holy Church of God, where I've been the senior pastor for going, uh, working on our 42nd year. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God has been with us, and without the Holy Spirit, I'm going to declare openly, personally, and, and, and be very candid about it. Uh, there, there's no way we could have continued on without His help in our life, His presence. His, his, he's one called alongside to help. Hallelujah. And he has been so faithful to us. And we have been so dependent and reliant upon him. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. But be filled with the Spirit. Notice three important facts about Ephesians 5 and verse 18. Number one, it's not a suggestion. I want to say that again. Number one, it is not a suggestion. It's not an appeal, but it is a command. Anything less is not representative of the text. He says, be filled with the Spirit. Number two, it's a present tense verb. We are to be filled with the Spirit now, in the present. And it is a continuous action verb. It could be translated, be being filled with the Spirit. We must be filled daily, constantly, moment by moment. Yesterday's blessings, someone said, are not sufficient for today's challenges. Be being filled with the Spirit. Number three, it is a passive verb. That means it's not something we do in and of ourselves, but it's something that is done for us. We must be yielded. We must be willing. We must be believing. But God and God alone does the filling. Let me give you some statements to some people that I believe are very credible. D.L. Moody, uh, and I quote, says of the Holy Spirit, God commands us to be filled with the Spirit. And if we aren't, it's because we're living beneath our privilege. I want to say that again. God commands us to be filled with the Spirit. He has to be talking about scriptures like, I just read to you and others in the New Testament. And if we aren't, it's, 
It is because we are living beneath our privilege. A.W. Tozer, another great uh, scholar of Scripture, said, When the Spirit presents Christ to our inner vision, it has an exhilarating effect on the soul as much as wine on the body. Hallelujah. The Spirit-filled man, he goes on to say, may literally dwell in a state of spiritual fervor, amounting to a mild and pure inebriation. God dwells in a state of perpetual enthusiasm. He pursues His labor always in the, in the influence of a holy zeal. Glory to God. Amen. You know, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came to, to fill them, to baptize, Baptize them. Baptize means to, to whelm like a wave completely coming over someone. When they came down out of that upper room, the first thing that Peter said in defense of, of their demeanor and their actions when they came uh, down out of that upper room, when the Holy Ghost came in like a mighty rushing wind, he said, these men are not drunk as ye suppose, but this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah. Thank God he gave biblical uh, references to substantiate what was occurring. It wasn't something that could not be biblically and prophetically substantiated. But it did not look like anything they had ever saw before. These people were so filled with God and so in Involved in His presence. So I'm going to make some statements today. To be filled with the Spirit means that God is in full control of the believer so that we might essentially, number one, be obedient unto Him. To be filled with the Spirit is the beginning of a deeper spiritual life for the believer. He is now possessed by, as some call it, a master passion. Hallelujah. God is granted admission to His temple in the human soul. He's invited to pervade every chamber of it. That's what being baptized in the Holy Ghost is really talking about. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 says, For it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Now this word worketh, according to Strong's concordance, is in the Greek, is in urge a-o, in urge a-o, which literally is where we would get energy from. It means to be active, effectual, fervent, be mighty, work fervently in, to show forth self. Hallelujah. Thayer says uh, of this particular verse of scripture in this statement to be operative to put forth power to display one's activity hallelujah praise god i often talk about man's ingenuity with the best of intentions man's energy with the best of intentions without the holy spirit we only get what man's ingenuity and energy can do but with the holy spirit we get what god can do hallelujah we must not continue to to perceive the holy ghost as filling our hearts as water filling a bottle the holy spirit 
is not a substance to fill an empty receptacle, but a person to control another person. Hallelujah. Praise God. J.B. Phillips said something I want to quote to you today. He said, every time we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, we mean that we believe that there is a living God able and willing to enter the human personality and change it. Glory be to God. I'm so glad when I came to Christ, I had to be willing to be changed. However, I had to admit while repenting, I can't change myself. I can change my mind. I can change my direction. But I can't change my own heart except the Spirit of God do a work within me. Praise God. So now let's talk about this power uh, that He offers through being filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit means that the power of God is now available to the believer. Look at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It said, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask, according to the power that worketh in us. According to the power that worketh in us. Simply put, this is power to be what he wants us to be and to do what he wants us to do. I want to say that again. To be what he wants us to be, and then to do what he wants us to do. Praise God. Amen. That's why Jesus said you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be first before doing anything else. You shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. That word dunamis means miracle working ability. But the first and foremost miracle is to be and not to do. Secondarily is to do whatever God has called, appointed, and anointed us to do. Colossians 1 and verse 29 says, Whereunto I also labor, striving according to His working, that worketh in me mightily. That word mightily is the word dunamis, that word for power that Jesus used. Brother Lawrence said, and I quote, They who have the gale of the Holy Spirit go forward even when they are asleep. Praise God. Before God sent the church into the world, he sent the Spirit into the church. The same order must be served today. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 said, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and into the uttermost parts of the world. In fact, he required them to tarry until they be endued with power from on high. Man's ingenuity with the best of intentions, man's uh, energy with the best of intentions, can never and should never try to take the place of the Holy Spirit's work in and through every child of God and every minister of the gospel. 
It is required. It required the dynamic of the Spirit as well as the sacrifice of the Savior to bring the benefits of salvation to a waiting world. For all Christian experience revolves around Calvary and Pentecost. Pentecost made available to men what Calvary made possible. Hallelujah. Dr. Timothy Warner often speaks of power encounters. By this he means those incidents where the power of Christ openly triumphs over the power of Satan. When a person is snatched from Satan's power, Jesus Christ is exalted. When a demon-possessed person is freed, Christ is glorified. When evil is publicly defeated by Christ's power, Jesus Christ is praised. The Bible and church history is filled with power encounters. That's exactly what was happening between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. God's power is what proved His reality, amen, and His certainty, and that He was the true and the living God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, friend, but I, I'm, I'm so glad that the God we serve is the Lord God of Israel that changes not. And I'm glad for the statement in the New Testament that said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Every saint of God, every child of God, to be what God wants us to be and to do what God wants us to do. We have, we have that access to this person who releases God's presence and power into our life. That's why I like what Brother Lawrence said again. I want to quote it. They who have the gale of the Holy Spirit go forward even when they are asleep. Our friends, today we, we are more educated uh, as, as Christians and as Christian leaders than any other generation. We have fine theological seminaries and Bible colleges, and we know more about the Greek and the Hebrew and the homiletics and the hermeneutics. We've got it down. We can do church very well. We're not only very educated, we're very organized, and there's nothing wrong with either. We should be educated biblically and theologically sound. We should be organized so that we can uh, do the work of God uh, efficiently and, and responsibly. But we should never depend on organization alone or education alone. We must depend on the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that can, can do what must be done to bring the lost to Christ. He's the only one that can do what must be done in order for us to see every promise of God fulfilled. Yes, in the 21st century, Christ has not changed. God has not changed. And His promises are yea, and amen to everyone that believes. Praise God. So we have, have His power available to us today. Hallelujah. The very 
power that raised Jesus from the dead indwells in us because the Holy Spirit, amen, mediates the very presence of God. If the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He shall also quicken or give that same quality of life to our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Praise God. One day I'm going to draw my last breath. Uh, but Robert A. Venable uh, has a life in his soul that that death can't conquer. Hallelujah. My, my last breath here, I'll take my next breath in heaven because God's very presence is been manifest in the life of every child of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So to be filled with the Spirit means that the believer can enjoy the very presence of God. Listen to John 14 and verse 16. Jesus' words, he said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. 